Hi, welcome back to Tell Me About Your Job, the show where we learn the ins and outs of different professions straight from the professionals themselves. If you've ever wondered what different jobs are actually like, then you're in great company. Whether you're looking for a career change or just figuring out a college major, then this is the show for you. Hi, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Josh Nasser. Today, I'm joined by Jade Terrell, an assurance associate with PricewaterhouseCoopers. Jade, how are you doing? Doing good. How are you? I'm doing great. Glad to have you on the show. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Awesome. Well, let's go ahead and get started. Tell me about your job. I am an assurance associate with PricewaterhouseCoopers, also known as PwC. Another name we're kind of known as is auditors. So what we do is we go into pretty large companies, both like publicly held and privately held, and we perform financial statement audits. Okay, so you're also known as an auditor. As far as I know, auditors are always the bad guys. So what, what does that actually mean? Yeah, so we get that a lot. And whenever we go <laughs> to a new company the first time, we seem to have that kind of like perception around the office. But a lot of times we're the good guys because Usually someone in upper management or the board of directors of the company has hired us to come in and to work with their accounting staff just to make sure that everything they've been posting throughout the year has been accurate and according to our auditing guidelines and standards. Okay. Now, who creates those auditing guidelines and standards that these businesses have to follow? So those accounting standards are created by the FASB, which is the Financial Accounting Standards Board, which they're like a sector of the government. So they like have different rules for if the business is like governmental or if it's a public company or private. So we have to know the guidelines that they set and then just how those are applied to different like business scenarios. Okay, cool. So how long have you been doing this? I am coming up on doing this for two years now. So I started right out of college. Uh, what made you think you wanted to go down this path? Uh, so I actually thought I wanted to be a pharmacist my whole life. Um, wow, that's a little bit different. <laughs> yeah. So I had started kind of taking some like pre kind of science classes I would need. And they were the worst things I had ever done. <laughs> and so then right before I went to UF, I was like, maybe I'll become an engineer. So I took engineering classes for one semester. I'm pretty sure I had already like dropped all my engineering classes before like the middle of the first semester. And <laughs> I knew that that was not for me. So then I just was like, okay, well, I have to go to college, but I can't do anything that involves science. So <laughs> that limits you a pretty good bit. So I decided I would go to the business school. And I didn't want to do just something like general business I wanted to be like a little more like specialized um and I knew some like accountants in my family and like friends but they all just seemed to have like this really boring desk job just sitting there all day and you know I kind of had the perception that all they did was taxes but I took a couple accounting classes and gave it a try and I was just like naturally good at it and so then that kind of like confirmed my decision to be an accountant and then I specifically decided to go the audit route, just learning more through my coursework and talking to my professors. And I work for one of the big four, which they're like the largest four accounting firms in the world. And so I just knew I wanted to like give it a shot. And so that's how I ended up here. Cool. Just out of curiosity, what are the other three? 
The other three are Deloitte, Ernst & Young, and KPMG. Okay. I've heard of some of those. <laughs> <laughs> so as an assurance associate or an auditor, what does an average day actually look like for you? Um, so an average day would be going out to our client site with a team, usually around three to four people. And we just work alongside their accounting staff. So a lot of times they're pulling like big reports for us and big um, details of just kind of the business transactions that have happened for the year. And then we go in and decide like what we need to test and what we need to get comfort over. And then working with them to like get the support to show like why they made these decisions. And if we think that they're in line with the financial standards. So we're at our client sites a lot. And then just through that, a lot of like back and forth communication and like documentation. Now, are most of these client sites local or do you travel? I stay in the Tampa Bay area. So I will go over to St. Pete occasionally. And then I do have a few clients in like Gainesville and Orlando. The the crazy thing about a lot of them is, is like their headquarters are in Tampa. So that's Mm. where like their accounting staff sits, but then they might have offices all over the U.S. Okay, cool. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. What is maybe your favorite thing about the job? I would say that every day is different. Looking back over the last two years, have not really had any days that are similar just because each day we're experiencing like a different set of problems we need to solve or looking into like different business scenarios or you're working with different clients. So I like that, that I don't get bored and I feel like I'm constantly learning something new or like being pushed. Okay. So what would you say is maybe the hardest part of the job for you? The hardest part of the job I think would be working with internal teams and these external client teams to meet such tight deadlines because emotions get high and there's a lot of like conflict resolution that you have to take part in because you know we are performing a like client service so we want to keep them happy but obviously there are times where we come to a decision that they don't agree with so trying to figure out how to go about that every job has difficult people so just trying to like make sure that they're happy with the service that we are giving them okay yeah it's like customer service but on steroids Exactly. And so the also thing you have to think about is there's multiple different levels of this. So there's just like the everyday like accounting staff we have to work with. And then we have their managers and then we have Mm -hmm. like the controller and then the CFO. So learning how to manage each of those relationships differently, because I learned really early on, like I can go to the controller and say, I need this, this and this. And they understand why and we'll pull it. But if you go to like a staff accountant, they think that you're just like giving them extra work or that it's not necessary Mm -hmm. or you're trying to find something wrong in what they did. And that's like not the case. So just learning how to communicate with different people and different styles. Mm-hmm. You mentioned dealing with CFOs. Do you often deal with people in the C-level? I would say that we see them a decent bit. It's more my managers and like my partners that are dealing with them. Mm-hmm. But we do have times that we get to interact with them and um, get to know them. So that's the perk of the job. Is that a little bit nerve wracking being such a new auditor? It definitely can be. And I think because a lot of times when you see them, they look all serious and they're all business. Mm -hmm. But our firm is pretty good about trying to get like the audit team and the client team to go to like hockey games together or baseball games. And so it's at events like that where you really get to know them outside of work. 
So then mm. the next time you have to talk to them in the office, it's not as nervy. That makes sense. How long do these relationships with the clients extend for? If you're building a relationship outside of work, I would imagine it's a decent amount of time. Yeah. So most of the time, the clients roll over year after year. Mm. So the reason that these companies need the financial statement audits is if they're a public company, it's required by the SEC to be able to like exchange their shares. But for our private companies that I work with mostly, it's for their debt covenants. A lot of times it's just easier for both parties if you have the same auditors every year. We'll usually be there, I would say, like three to four months out of a year. And then we go back like every year. That makes a lot of sense. I definitely didn't know that. Speaking of not knowing things, what surprised you about this job when you got into it? I think it surprised me how little math that you actually do, which is funny. I was telling my mom the other day, I was like, you know, people all the time are like, oh, you're an accountant. You must be so good at math. And I'm like, I sat at my desk for 10 hours today just reading contracts <laughs> because I just needed to make sure that like their contract terms were in line with what we were recording. So I think it's kind of surprising even to myself that you're just reviewing basically the math that the other people did. But more often, you're looking at it in just like the technical side of it. And if they mm. followed the proper standards. Interesting. Yeah, I definitely thought accountants did a lot more math than that. <laughs> no, people always make fun of me because I cannot do math in my head. So I always have to have Excel or my calculator. <laughs> That's okay. Everybody's got a calculator these days. Remember that, kids. <laughs> you will have a calculator with you 24-7. <laughs> so obviously, you got a degree from the University of Florida, like you said earlier. So what type of an education did you actually need in order to be in this role now? Yeah, so I have a bachelor's in accounting, and then I also have a MAC degree, which is a master's of accounting. A lot of schools have a five-year program where you can get both, so that's what I did at UF. And then I also have passed the CPA exam, so I mm -hmm. do have a CPA license. What does CPA stand for? That would be a certified public accountant. Just testing you. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a five-year program. Are there options out there for people who maybe didn't know quite as soon as you did that's what they wanted to do so maybe couldn't do a five-year program or is that pretty easy to get onto even later yeah i think if someone went to college and then they changed their mind you can get into this field if you do have just like a basic business degree or a finance degree and just work experience you would mm -hmm. probably be able to like get hired in but to be able to sit for the cpa exam you do need like a certain amount of courses and classwork hours in certain subjects. But I do think there are programs out there that offer like a one year. Okay, good to know there are options. If somebody is looking at themselves and some of their interests or things that they're good at, what are maybe some of those qualities they can look for that would make them well suited for the job that you have? Yeah, I think first off, you definitely have to be a people person. Almost every day I sit in a room with the same three to four people. So if you're a person that needs to be on your own with minimal distractions to be able to get work done in focus, I would say maybe not being an auditor for a public company. There are obviously mm -hmm. other accounting roles that you can do, but not this. And then I would say someone that's very organized just because there are so many moving pieces when the audits are going on. And then just someone that has like a very curious nature. Obviously, the clients are just going to give you something on paper and you have to look at it and see like in the grand scheme of the whole like story, does it make sense? 
or should we be looking at this a different way? Mm-hmm. So those are things that I think really allow people to excel in this job. Curiosity is something I hear fairly often for most jobs. And I think just in general, curiosity is a good trait to have. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so obviously, sometimes for work, you get to go to baseball games or hockey games. But what is the overall work-life balance like? We are known to have a very busy season between January and the end of April, Mm -hmm. which most people assume is because of tax season, which it's not. Oh, really? Yeah. So again, how we are talking about like the public companies, they're required to have their previous year audits in by the end of February. Mm -hmm. And then for a lot of my clients due to their debt covenants, they either have 90 to 120 days following the year end to get their audited financial statements in. So We have a big push those four months of the year, and I would say work-life balance is very minimal. Mm -hmm. Our firm does try to encourage you to take a little time to yourself when you can. So for me, I prioritize trying to get like a couple workouts in a week. Mm -hmm. But after that, the rest of the year, they're really good about if you need to take vacation, like we have great vacation. We have extended shutdowns for holidays. We get like two weeks off at Christmas. You can work remotely if you want to. Mm -hmm. So they do definitely try to make up for it the other eight months out of the year. Okay, that's nice. What does the future look like for you? What is the upward trajectory for somebody that is in your position? It's nice because it's very known in this career. With most of the big four, um, you'll be in each level two to three years. So you know, like, okay, for me, I've been an associate for two years. Next up, I can be a senior associate and then a manager and then just so on until if you stay, you would become a partner at the firm. Okay. What are the different responsibilities actually look like at those different stages? So as an associate, you're more in the details is what we call it. So you're the one actually looking at the invoice and the payment records and the purchase orders and you're documenting that. Where then when you're a senior associate, you're still doing some of that for the more complex areas, but you're the person that's running the weekly client meetings and you're keeping the client up to date on the status and just things that are open or things we're having difficulty with. But then also you're in charge of making sure that all the associates are staying on track and answering their questions. But then you're also the liaison to our manager and partner on the job. So they're kind of aware of what's going on because as a manager and a partner, you're going to be on probably two to three clients at a time where your senior associates and your associates are on one dedicated client. Okay, cool. So it sounds like there's definitely, like you said, a really defined path, which I think is helpful for anybody getting into a new field to know, hey, I know where I'm going from here. At the stage that you're at now, what does the financial side of things look like? How much can someone really expect to make as somebody in this industry? I would say that most people that go in at the associate level can expect to make between 50 and 55,000 a year starting off. Mm-hmm. But the nice thing is, is that it's since it's such a structured program, you can expect pretty nice raises and bonuses every year. Okay. You mentioned earlier, obviously, the big four. They've been referenced multiple times. Is it common in your field to jump around between those four throughout your career? Or do people mainly stay put at one once they decide they like it there? I would say people mainly stay put at one. And then if you decide that it's not the place for you anymore, you're going to go into the client side of things or maybe get a new role completely. 
I do know a few people that maybe like would jump around, but it's just hard because we have like our PWC way that we follow and just programs we're used to and different technologies that they've developed. So Mm -hmm. if someone from, let's say like EY were to come over, there might be a bit of a learning curve. And also when you're in a typical like college program, you have a lot of exposure to these firms over your like last two to three years. So you can kind of know like what each firm stands for and how the people are that work there. So usually after like an internship, you have a pretty good idea of if this is like the fit for you. I don't think we mentioned this before. Did you actually have an internship while you were in college? I did, um, which is also nice because, again, it's very structured. When you're a junior, so in your third year, they start to interview you and kind of, I would say, like wine and dine you. Mm. And you get to go to like all these fun events. And then during your senior year is when you would have an internship. How I did it is I had an internship the spring of my senior year. And then I had, I would say, 18 months after I finished my internship before I started my full-time job. Okay, cool. If someone is sitting today in high school and they're listening to this podcast and thinking, hey, this might be for me, what would you suggest as some first or next steps for them to take to move towards that path? I would say that they should maybe see if they know anyone in their family or a friend that has any experience with the big four or even like a mid-size or regional auditing firm and just kind of get their take on it and their experience. And also these companies have a lot out there on the internet because recruiting is such a big part of our job. And so their experience is there. And then once they get into college, most of the accounting professors have worked in these roles before. Mm-hmm. So I think they're a great resource to reach out to and just kind of get their experience. Okay, cool. Now, if you were to leave us any extra words of wisdom before we go here, do you have anything you'd like to say? I would say that anyone considering this career should give it a chance because while there are times of the year that we're pretty stressed out and working crazy hours, you also get to work with people very close to your age and proximity. Um, I would say most of the people I work with are right out of college up until like 33, 34. Mm -hmm. So it's really nice getting to like go to work and have like just things in common with people that you work with and like people that you want to spend time with outside of work. And also everyone that I work with, I would say, is just as smart as I am or even smarter. And they challenge me every day to learn new things. So going to work every day is exciting for me. Like being home during this quarantine, like that's one of the things I miss most. It's just getting to go be in the office and like hang out with my colleagues. If you're in the business field or considering it, I would definitely say to give this career a shot because it would look great if it doesn't work out and you can really go anywhere from here or if it works out, you might be the next partner of one of the big four. Awesome. Now I know we said we were almost done, but I just thought of another question. Okay. Now you said you spend a lot of time in a room with the same three or four people. Do you reach outside of that room very often to different people within the company or is it really just that core group there? Yeah, so I work with a group specifically tailored to private companies, kind of how I've spoken about. And Mm -hmm. from a first year associate level up into partners, there are about 20 of us in that group. So each audit you can kind of think of as a big group project. 
-hmm. and you're going to be working with like a different mix of individuals. So let's say I'm at my marketing client. If I have questions, I can reach out to like one of my friends or one of my peers that might be working on a healthcare client. And we do a lot of like team events together just so when you do get on that new job, you know how they work. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, it can definitely be hard if you're put on a team with a very small amount of people, especially if you don't click with that group of people and there's not more that you can kind of reach out to and form those relationships with. But it sounds like that's not a problem where you are. Yeah. And even if like people do get into that experience where they might not click per se with the team they're working with, all of our managers have an open door policy and you Mm -hmm. can go tell them because at the end of the day, they want us to be happy and they want us to stay there and like perform well. So they're very open and receptive to if there's different team members you want to work with. There are different industry you want to work on. So I also like that aspect. Well, Jade, that's about all the time we have. Thanks so much for coming on the show today. I learned a lot about audit. I mean, come on, you're not busy in the early parts of the year because tax season, like literally had no idea. So thanks for uh, (laughs) dropping some knowledge and telling us about your job. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks so much for checking out today's episode. If you're enjoying the content, please take a second and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out and helps get the show in front of a lot more people. Thanks in advance, and as always, catch you guys later.